I am Simon Skulls. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We're an award-winning visual marketing agency, and we help brands and businesses create content, helps them stand out on social media. Now, that could be video, animation, aerial graphics, all sorts of stuff. However, a few years ago, it became very obvious to me that not every brand, not every business was in a position to spend money, just like now, to be honest. Right now, in the current situation we're all going through with COVID, with lockdown, we're not all in that position to necessarily spend money hand over fist getting content created for our brand and our business. However, social media is all about consistency, is all about talking to your brand and your avatar and talking to them on a regular basis and giving them value and creating content that they're going to enjoy seeing and maybe even be happy to share. So I sat down and I thought, right, okay, how can I help these people? And I came up with a process and I called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media. I turned it into a book. It went to number one on Amazon. You can get it now for like 99p. It takes you through from everything that is marketing planning all the way through to podcasting and the stuff that happens in between, including live video and how you can make your content work harder for you. But that's what the lives are all about. It's just trying to make your content work harder for you, help you understand what you can do, and maybe even put you in the mindset, maybe help you with uh, little bits and pieces as well that might put some bits into, I, I don't know, into like order for you so that you understand exactly what you need to do. Uh, and on that note, um, actually, I want to bring in my guest who we're going to chat to today. This is the fantastic, fantabulous uh, Lex McKee. Hello, Lex. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. Uh, Lex, I mentioned you've got a varied history. Do you want to take us through your background first before we get to what you do now? Excellent. Uh, began as a botanist, probably a naturalist, fell in love with pond life and pond weed, um, but not David Attenborough. Okay. And then um, David, David Bellamy became my hero very quickly. He had this guy going, oh, I'm so excited about bog moss. And anybody could get that enthusiastic about bog moss. Sphagnum bog moss, been here for years, lovely. Switched me onto it. I was reading Gerald Durrell like it was going out of fashion, wanted to be a botanist. Went to um, do botany at Southampton, so applied for botany at Southampton. Leant back against the counters and the guy that was interviewing us said, don't do that. If I were you, we've just been chopping up tapeworms. And I went, what? And he said, yes, to do botany, you've got to do a zoology first year where you cut up frogs alive and things like that. And I said, not a chance. So in the gap, my family fell apart, bless them. Dad um, decided that mum wasn't really the top model and ran off with a, a different model and uh, fell apart and became a born again Christian, but actually changed as a person. And I thought, well, this is pretty cool. I don't want a religion. I certainly don't want to go to church, but I like the way that she's now empowered and got her stuff together. So I ended up going and doing a degree in theology. That was fun, but fell in love with psychology and really seeing people's lives change and uh, so i've kind of gone in then as a professional trainer i was trained as a corporate trainer proper certification in that yeah got a certificate Ooh. let's go with me bronze swimming certificate and so i've been around the world training people in leadership and how to think more clearly and how to focus and how to manage their time all the stuff i wished i practiced myself okay so 
you're, you're doing all this training. So what is the cheerful leader then? Because this is your, this is something new. I've not seen this until relatively recently. Um, Lex McKee, the cheerful leader on LinkedIn. Uh, so what is it that, obviously you're a very cheerful chap, but what is it that is cheerful that you bring to your training? The cheerful leader, I, I, I just love to write. I love to write. And there's a, there's a verse from my theological background that says, in the world, you're going to have all manner of hassle. And I kind of thought, that's a message for today. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And I thought, how could you be a corporate leader and model for those who follow you how to overcome the current crisis? And so I came up with an A-E-I-O-U and a Y, the hidden vowel, on how to overcome in the season of COVID the barbarian. And that brings me on to my, my next question. Obviously, COVID is a is a huge thing. It's it's affecting a lot of people mentally, um, and and not just when they're in business, but personally as well. Um, do you think that training and, and the kind type of training you do, leadership training and so on and so forth, is important even more so in this particular period in time? For me, I truly believe it is. I think leadership training is. It's so important. There's so many leaders out there who get it completely wrong. But during COVID, even more so because you're not even seeing your team. And there has to be that level of trust that might not have even necessarily been there before that has to come to the forefront. I think the role of a leader has changed so much from the 20th century dinosaurs. You know, I am the leader. Follow me. Do, re, mi, 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 mi. My whole brand is called Becoming Heroes because it's about my followers being the heroes. I am not merely, I am honourably the guide who has a map. And I think what the cheerful leader offers corporations is a map to the future, a bit like back to the future, map to the future, where they can go, look, I know where we're going. Here are the lands of uncertainty. We will never know what's going on in those marshes of despair and all the things around this. But it's a bit like a pilgrim's progress. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I know exactly where we need to go as an organisation. You share my values. You share my passion. Let's march. So it's not a jokey leader. It's a leader who brings good cheer and good morale. So... When you come across somebody who, shall we say, is difficult, somebody who isn't keen to necessarily be that person that you want them to be, how do you get somebody who's so set in their ways necessarily to potentially change their mind? Especially right now, like I say, um, I've had previous uh, management who have been very much against working from home because they don't believe it because they would tire everybody with the same brush. They'd work from home and never do anything, so they believed everybody else was the same ilk. How... How do you get somebody who's really set in their ways to change their mind? And that's not necessarily for people in a personal lifestyle, staff, that kind of things. But in business, it must be really difficult. I think I use two principles. I don't think I know. Uh, the first principle I use is the rule of seven billion, almost eight billion people on the planet now. I don't try. I don't try and convert them anymore. If they're not interested, five, there are seven billion other people who are out there who are shining opportunities like stars in the sky. The reason I can confidently decide whether we can help somebody or not is a question from Dan Sullivan, the entrepreneur. And I would love to share this question with you, Simon, personally, and with the listeners. If we were having this conversation, which I hope we are three years from now, and we look back three years in time, 
what has to have happened both personally and professionally for you to be delighted with your progress? I'm going to tell you that question again in a minute. But the reason for that question is if they can't answer that question, they don't have a future. doesn't mean they don't have a future. They just don't have a future vision. So if you can say to me, Lex, three years from now, personally da, 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 and professionally, we can do business. Right. OK. And and that is definitely something I could answer. I'm not going to start doing that right now because we'd be here forever. Uh, but unless you really want me to, of course. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a, a really interesting question. Um, and I, and I, bet you, I bet you get a lot of people who are, are unable to answer that question completely as well. Um, so you're now also currently studying an applied neuroscience master's. How do you think this is going to play into what it is that you do in training? It's fascinating for me that learning has a neuroscience background. So when I, I wrote my semi-famous book, selling 14 copies one year, 14 copies one year, um, it was a very, very practical book, and people welcomed it because it said, if you do this, this, and this, you're going to do accelerated training. But there was no evidence base to it. So I write regularly on mental health issues. I don't understand the neurochemistry of mental health, nor the, the drug regimes they use, nor the psychology. So here was an opportunity to suddenly understand the much deeper structure of mental health, of learning, and of sensory marketing. That's what I really get excited about. Can you move into a building when we open up retail again and go, ah, there is a signature scent. There is a signature sound. There is a signature color swatch where they go, this is the brand that I trust. So it's giving me the evidence base for that. And that is something that I used to work in myself personally. So it, I understand how very, very interesting that actually is. We, the, the business I used to work for, we used to work in the audio visual side of things, but we moved into essentially what you would call experiential marketing, where there was being able to move images around with your hands in the stores and, and kind of see products without touching them and smells and, and everything else. So I can, I can truly mm -hmm. understand that the interest in that. Go back to something you mentioned a little bit earlier on, the A-E-I-O-U-Y. A is ambassador. A great leader has to be an ambassador outside the organization. You know, managers are wonderful. We love managers. They need to manage inside the organization, the resources, the processes, the experience. But a leader stands up and goes, I will not go quietly into the dark night and be this hero. Think of Churchill being England. To the world. No, I'm not claiming to be Churchill, but you get the idea. Now, he was a cheerful leader who suffered with depression. He wasn't a joker, but in terms of group morale, he raised that as their ambassador. So, A is ambassador. E, I think you and I are energy suppliers. So, unless I can leave you feeling energized and stronger than when we first engaged, I have failed as a cheerful leader. I want people to come into my presence and go, I was having a good day. Now I'm having a great day. That guy. I don't know what he's on, but I want some. Yes, yes, yes. I as an inspirer, you've got to have that right word that gives hope, that ignites the spark. I believe everybody has unique gifts and talents. The cheerful leader spots that talent and ignites the fly. Like a teacher that switched you onto a subject. You know, you went into history and then suddenly, <gasps> now I get it because of sir, because of miss. O is for overcomer. I've overcome a lot of horrible stuff in my life. I know for certain you have. And there is something about that vulnerability fixed 
that is attractive. If I go, oh, yeah, I'm a failure, I'm a vulnerable person, all this stuff's happened, people go, we kind of get you, and we're British, so we're going to support you because we like the underdog. But I've got to go, no, I've been through shit, and I've grown good roses, and out of that, here are the roses. Now, if you want to follow me, we're going to grow roses. And every bad thing that happens to us is merely fuel for overcoming. You is all about you, Simon. I don't care about me. I really don't think I do care about me. I care more about your success, provided I get remunerated to keep doing that. Now, if I can't do it because I'm not being paid for what I do, adding value, massive value, then there is no future for the cheerful leader. But the focus is always going to be on them. You go to a website and they go, do re me, 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 me. Shut up. I don't care if you've got a certificate and an award. I want to hear about me. I was on a sales call yesterday. A guy had come to me on LinkedIn. I've asked him for the recording because it was hilarious. I think he spoke for 52 minutes out of 60. And it was a sales call to diagnose my requirements. That was not all about you. Uh, yeah, it was it was so bad, it was hilarious. And then why the hidden vow? I'm gonna play artistically with that. So you is about us. It's not about me, it's about you. Why is that? Any organization that has a powerful why now, my powerful why is buy one, give one. If you do any business with me, we pay it forward. My goal is to pay forward 50% of our profits to make a difference around the world. You'd leap out of bed to be part of that kind of organization. And that brings me on to something that you were talking about the other day on LinkedIn, actually, and about paying it forward. How are you going about and doing that? Because the, the, the software that you're looking at was really, really interesting. It's an amazing community that's done all the hard work for you, including the not ruthless, but appropriate um, curating of the projects. I know when I give to charity, there's always a little thought in the back of my mind going, is 90% of this going to administration and 10% to the people? With buy one, give one, what you do is you pay as a business for all the admin up front for the year, 360 quid, something like that. Then every single penny you pay forward into a project goes to the curated project. And it's had millions of impacts. So for you and me doing video, which we love so much, we might pay for somebody to get their eyesight back. 52 pence is enough for the eye drops to stop some of the parasites and things which cause children to lose their eyesight. So for 52 pence, you're saving a child's eyesight. That, that is incredible. And like you say, because we work in a very visual medium, and then I think that's probably a, a really powerful opportunity for people as well. So if if um, somebody came to you, how, how does it work then? How, how do you sit down and work with a brand, with a company? Do you work with individuals? How, how does the whole process work with Lex, the cheerful leader? <laughs> the, the first thing I do is something called a contribution compass profile, where we find out where you, Simon, are naturally gifted and talented to bring your maximum contribution to the world. And if that sounds woo-woo and not too capitalistic, it is massively profitability-focused and capitalistic. You know, I've got a lovely friend who's just taught me bots on Facebook. And I said to him, just like, Nando, why are you teaching me bots on Facebook? <laughs> just so not. Back of the room, programming type guy. I want to get in front of the camera and go, buy one, give one, you know, change the world type stuff. It's, it's hilarious. It was so painful, so interesting. But my energy was just going, and he could see my energy go, oh, 
spare me from coding. I can't do it. So we do a contribution compass to find out which direction you should be heading in and your two wing people, because it will tell me instantly the people you need as a minimum in your organization to thrive for you to be in flow 80% of the time. Boom. Secondly, we do your motivational map regularly. What's the fuel you need to keep that vision fueled and excited rather than another Zoom call? I'm so excited about another Zoom call. Somebody shoot me. And then the third thing is I, I came down to Dorset to train with Buzan Centres, become their trainer, trainer for mind mapping. And we do a map for the next season, the next 90 days. That's all. What are the focal points? for those next things. And then you can be of good cheer because you know where you're going. You're focused, you're energized, you know you're in the right place. Hallelujah. Very much like the social media, how to nine times your social media. You plan it, you start creating, you've got your content, you know where you're going, you know what you're saying. Perfect. Going back to what you mentioned very quickly at the very beginning there of that process, when they choose their two wingmen, what happens if there is an element of politics within the business and they understand they can't do without their FA within the business, but they really hate them. How do you <laughs> potentially overcome that? Um, I, I'd go back to the, I've got rid of the delay now if I take my headphones off. That's interesting. Yes. I'd, I'd go back to the rule of 7 billion. You know, there are 7 billion hungry souls out there. They may not be hungry for the money. They may have been sensible with their lives and, got the home, the pension, the investments, etc. But we're all deeply hungry for meaning. This is Maslow's hierarchy of needs, yeah. the pyramid. And so I'm not a cheerful leader is quite happy to trim. Yeah, if somebody won't move, then you go fine. Here are 7 billion other opportunities go with my blessing. And I'd send them out with their own profile. So they knew where their strengths were but I get them out of the way. We haven't got yeah. time to muck about anymore. Even even though that that leader is is somebody who wants to change, but the, just there's somebody else within that within that three-person tier, you would still say, you know what? I'm not going to change that person. So you either bin them off and get somebody who I can work with, or we just generally don't work together. It, it can always be done graciously. I've got friends who've yeah. let people go. I hate that. <laughs> we decided to let you go. Get the kids around the table. We decided to let you go. Be free. I and mean, it's nonsense. I think it's a nonsense euphemism. But she's had people thank her for letting them go because they weren't happy. They were in the wrong place with the wrong values. And then the reason I got into Contribution Compass is a great chap called Paul Avins, who originally did Wealth Dynamics, which then morphed into Contribution Compass. He very skeptically did the first few profiles with his team, wanting to believe in it, but not believing it. And then he said, well, this is interesting because you're clearly not in the right role. You're clearly not in the right role for your skills. Let's talk about this. And one of his key people who is still with him said, I am so unhappy. I've been looking for another job. Didn't have the courage to tell you. So wow. all he did is he took the existing team, moved them into different roles. Happy bunnies. They've been with him for years, decades. Isn't it crazy what a small little change can actually make? How much is that going to be worth to your business? I mean, she had so much knowledge and she would have gone not wanting to go, but because yeah. the role didn't suit her gifts and talents. Yeah. And 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 it, it, this isn't against this particular person, but 
I mean, what it's, it's the old adage, isn't it? You don't leave a good job, you leave a bad boss because yes. the bad boss doesn't recognise that and doesn't make those changes and necessarily and doesn't come to somebody like yourself and say, look, we need to suss out what the hell's going on, why there's so much politics, why there's so bad blood in the, in the business um, because it just doesn't feel right, but all these people are great at what they do. And then you just go, well, they're not doing the right thing. And, and yeah, incredible. I want you to be happy. I want you to be a good cheer. Let's yeah. get you in the position with the support and the energy you need to thrive. Yeah. So so what is next for Lex? Other than obviously doing your master's in applied neuroscience, because that's just what you do as a part-time kind of thing. Um, and obviously probably more owl uh, adoptions. Um, what what else is uh, in the future for, for Lex, McKee? I want to see a, a continuing difference. I do want to do, because of two teachers, that's all it took. So two teachers, one at little school, one at big school looked at me and they went there's potential in this lad that he really can't see in himself and they bullied me they bullied me into believing in myself and at that very young age i realized that teaching is a vocation it's not a job you change people's lives i've had the privilege of changing people's lives i've had the shame of changing people's lives for the worst where i haven't got it right in family not in business amazing isn't it? you can screw up your family but you don't screw up your business it's just like what <clears throat> So I'm hoping, please God wisdom, I've woken up a bit to realize that Simon, you're my hero. <laughs> I love what you do. I wanna be more like you. I know you've got the gifts and talents to help me grow my YouTube channel and my podcast channel and therefore my reach. And I wanna reach more people with a message of good cheer. Be of good cheer. We together can overcome the world. And let's be honest, in this current climate, if there's anything people need, it's to be of more good cheer. It isn't. Does Boris fill you with confidence when he comes on with that wonderful hair? I the thing is, I don't want to get all political on this, but um, I don't think any politician could be doing a better job than, they're do than they are doing themselves right now. I know everybody's very much, oh, no, it'd be much better if it was Labour and it'd be much better if no, it was... No, I don't think no, so, no. I think they'd all be doing an absolute bollocks of it, to be absolutely honest, because nobody, nobody's ever had to deal with this kind of situation ever before. Yes, we've gone through world wars in the past, and yes, those were horrific, but this is a totally different situation. And as much as Boris wants to be the next Winston flaming Churchill and everything else, I think <laughs> we're, we're all in this very strange situation right now where nobody really knows what's going on, including the scientists. They can use their best judgment because they understand virology and, and everything else that we don't. And no, Karen, sat there on Facebook, you don't fucking know anything about virology and viruses and how they spread and how face masks do x and y and z and everything else you don't even though you think you do <laughs> i think yeah it's it's a really difficult situation for everybody and and i don't think there's anybody there who can really fill you with confidence maybe jonathan van tam i, th I, I quite like him he's a bit outspoken but yeah just generally right now i think we all need this element of cheer in our lives and, and it, it's tone, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I need yeah. to give you an So when I watch Boris, I have an authority that I think he's well-informed and he's not afraid to take tough action like Nicola up in mm -hmm. Scotland. Aye. And our friends in Northern Ireland and in Wales as well, they're taking tough decisions. But you can take a tough decision where all your women and men who are following you go, yeah, 
and I'm not yet feeling that. So I'd love to see that cheerful leader. You know, Churchill's deliberate yeah. two fingers. I, I, he knew what he was doing. Victory. It's a kind of like, yeah. And I'd would love to hear a little bit more of that. And if he's really up for a bit of coaching, mentoring, you know, I, I practice safe distance. We can do Zoom, Boris, and we can. Well, it, it definitely have to do Zoom at the moment, wouldn't we? Um, okay, next. Where, where can people find you? If, um, if they're interested in any element of training or just maybe just seeing some of the content you put out, because just like me, you put out a lot of value on social media, a lot of help, a lot of very interesting content. Where can people, or where would you rather people find you? I'm going to put all your links in the section below. Where's the, one, where's the one place you'd like people to come and find you? Because I'm primarily business to business. I use LinkedIn as the platform where it's easiest to find the content. So if people look for Lex McKee on LinkedIn, I'm pretty ubiquitous. I don't think there's too many other Lex McKees out there. You'll see my uh, great, smiling, cheerful leader face. Um, easy to find me, easy to connect with me, and easy to get the fastest response. And I feel a little bit guilty about that because if you like WhatsApp or if you like Facebook or if you like text and phone, I appreciate that I really should match the channel of the heroes in my life. But for first point of contact, it's easy to find me and easy to get a quick response on LinkedIn. I would definitely uh, verify that as well. He always comes back to my messages, but that's maybe just because I'm lovely. Um, Lex, thank you so much for uh, sitting and chatting with us. Sorry for the minor issues we had at the very beginning. <laughs> We're back to normal now. Um, and absolutely, I mean, in this current climate, please um, do yourself continue to stay safe and uh, good luck with the masters as well and um, don't go anywhere i'll be back in a second to do with you offline uh so there you have it that was lex mckee you can go and find him i'm going to put all the links to go and find him in the section below uh, keep your eyes open for those if you're watching on the replay they're already there and if you've got any questions as well that you'd like to ask lex and you're watching on the replay or listening to the podcast drop me an email with them put them in the comments on this particular piece of content I will pass them on to Lex and I'm sure he will be more than happy to try and come back to you and answer and give you advice or maybe look at maybe having a one-to-one -one consultation with you or your business or your brand. Okay, thanks for watching. As always, if you're brand new to this particular channel that you're watching on, make sure you hit subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, now you can even hit this notification button so you never miss any of the content that I am putting out, even my pre-recorded stuff. And until uh, Friday, when I will be back again at an unknown time, because it is Daddy Daycare Day, thanks ever so much for watching, and please continue to stay safe and have a good one. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.